Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, coming to you right now from New Smyrna Beach, which is about 60 miles south of Daytona. And my guest today, I'm really excited to talk to J.B. Glossinger because he is also a fellow Floridian. At least I'm a Floridian for now. <laughs> J.B., how are you doing today? Good, brother. Good. I'm actually a Hoosier trans plant in, well, in 1999. So I guess, I don't know, if I'm, I guess I'm a Floridian now. <laughs> everybody's a transplant down here. I have yet to meet many people who are natives. Um, but let me, let me give you a brief introduction and we'll, we'll jump right in. JB is known to hundreds of thousands of people all over the world as the morning coach, a successful motivational speaker and podcaster and coach. His daily podcast has been downloaded over 40 million times by working to align his mission, values, and goals. JB has been able to to create a life of helping others while still spending time with his family, writing and golfing. He is passionate about helping entrepreneurs transform their lives. He is currently between golf games. He says, I golf, I come to a podcast, I golf. So pretty cool. What a great life you're living, huh? Yeah, having fun, having fun. Who wrote that thing? That's pretty good, actually. It gets me all excited every time I hear it. I'm like, I want to meet that guy. I know, right? People can't believe that I live and still run my businesses from a boat. So, you know, I, I get the same thing. And um, But you know what? You, it's, you never want to put off. And it doesn't sound like you're, this is you, but you never put off what you really want to do and how you want to live your life. Figure out a way to do it now because that proverbial perfect time will never come, right? No, I'm, you're right. Speaking my language, man. I turned 50 this year and it's all about, uh, you know, living the dream, right? And, um, you know, the dream doesn't have to be always about tons of money. That's what I say. You know, there's the F you money that people always want. But the truth is, if you know how to set up an F you lifestyle, you can do that too. And that's really what I live. Yeah. So, um, I'm right with you there. You know, I'm known as a dream business coach. I teach people how to have a dream business. One thing I, when, I, when I do my seminars, I tell dream business does not mean seven figures, multiple seven figures. You figure out what you want your life to look like. What do you want it to be? You know, for me, about five years ago, I just got tired after about 10 or 12 years of working 80 hours a week. I don't do this anymore. So I want to work three days a week. I want to coach clients Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I want to have like a long weekend. And then once Stephanie and I moved on this boat, we travel up and down. So we travel like Friday through Monday. And then I kind of park myself in a marina and, and, and do business Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And, you know, my accountant is saying, you know, Jim, maybe if you work four days a week, you'd get to your, your big number for retirement a little sooner. Well, I don't want to do that. This is the life I want. So it's figuring out exactly what you want to do and, and then creating a business to make it happen. Yeah. And that's what's wrong with those financial planners. They're always trying to figure out how to retire. I already am retired. You know, it's like, I'm never going to quit doing this, writing books and helping people. I'm Me and you are both the same. We keep doing it, putting great energy out there. I love that. I just play a lot of golf and shared something similar, you know, back in my corporate days, you know, I did the college thing and then did the MBA PhD and rose to the ranks, ran a company and just sat in my office miserable. I mean, mm. And I, I, I felt so guilty because, you know, my parents were blue collar, never made more than $60,000 combined in a year. And I was making basically 10 times of that running an aerospace company. And I thought I had no right to feel miserable. 
But those 80-hour work weeks, traveling around the world, the things that were so uh, glamorous when I was younger just kept getting less, least, less and less glamorous, right? I and I, I had a breakaway. So I, I broke away. Yeah, one of the, one of the things um, – I know you and I are just kind of meeting a little bit here before we went live. So, you know, I had, I also, in addition to that kind of work life early on, you know, 41, I got cancer. And so I, I you know, there's a good, I was looking at uh, possibly not being around in five years, which gives you immense clarity about what's important. And also that the clock is just ticking away, but, but this is about you. I'm really excited to talk to your story. So you went the corporate route. You obviously went and got degrees and got another one, another one, another one. But then what was the impetus to you to kind of leave that, the big paycheck and, you know, direct deposit and insurance and all that? Yeah, I just, I, you know, I didn't have that, that cancer moment, which obviously that's a wake up, right? I mean, it's just a huge wake up that shifts your consciousness. For me, I, I just didn't, feel, I thought there was so much more, you know, I was like, is this really it? And I think, you know, you, you know, I was running the company, I'm on the board of directors, everything I dreamed of, and I'm 35 years old going, wow, I got here and this is it, you know, <laughs> this is really what I want to do. And it was a real scary, scary moment for me. So I looked at my mentors, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, and I said, well, I'll just write a book and go out and do it, be a motivational speaker. So I quit my job and invested in my business and lost everything. So um, I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. It was really horrendous my first uh, couple months, actually the first couple years. That was around the 2003 to 2005 timeframe. Um I lost a lot. I mean, we, mm. we really got buried. We, we, we almost went bankrupt. Uh, it was really ugly because I didn't really understand what I was doing. But it, I wouldn't be here today doing what I'm doing if I wouldn't have taken that chance. And um, over that time period, what happened was a buddy of mine said, well, why don't you do some, like, some audio in the morning? You've got really good energy. And I said, well, gosh, you know, what, what could I do? And I started searching for URLs. Now, this is back in the day, 2004, 2005, right? And I found yeah. Morning Coach. I said, okay, cool. I could do a morning coach thing. So I didn't know anything about anything. I went and got a conference line and even free conference call was alive back then. And I didn't know how to build a website. So I got a book, uh, how to build a website with Dreamweaver and I built a landing page. And on the page, it had an email opt-in and I would go on MySpace and say, hey, if you want to listen to this conference call, dial in. And so it worked. People started dialing in and buying my book that I wrote and I still was broke, but at least I wasn't as broke. I was picking up a couple clients here and there. And then the lines got too packed. And so I didn't know what to do next. So I started Googling how to put audio up on your website and a thing came up said podcasting. And I was like, well, I know the iPod, you put music on it, but what is podcasting? And this was late 2005. And so I kind of reversed engineered and looked for everything that I possibly could on podcasting and started putting my podcast up. And uh, the October, November of 2005, very few people were listening, but a few people were listening. Uh, and then at the end of 2005, going into January of 2006, somebody at Apple must have been li listening because they put me on the cover of iTunes. Now, granted, it's not like podcasting today where, you know, everybody knows what it is, right. but there still were 40,000 people that started listening and I went top 25. I'd be Oprah and Ellen. They had podcasts back then and it was really awesome. And I had a really good run from 2005 to 2009. But again, I was going broke and sponsors back then were like, oh, I'll give you 200 bucks a month, JB, to do a spot. I'm like that doesn't even pay my car bill, you know? Right. So, it was, it was nasty. And so I went to Columbia. My wife was Colombian and, and I just took a break. My dog had passed away. It's like a country music song. But I just said, you know what? I'm going to charge. And so I came back and I said, hey guys, it's 20 bucks a month. It's now 30. 
and I got 67 bad reviews. They're still up on iTunes. Uh, you can see them. And since 2009, I've done Monday for free and people pay 30 bucks a month for the rest. But at that time, 1,237 people went with me. I'll never forget that. I cried because of the negative reviews. People hated me. But then I realized, love the ones you're with. And they literally changed my life. Those 1,200 people, you know, when they were paying was like a million dollars to me. I mean, it was worth everything I possibly could. And that's what got my business going. Wow. I mean, that's an incredible story. And so when you were um, creating the whole morning coach, did you have an idea what you wanted to talk about? I mean, were you going to like just coach entrepreneurs or what, what was the initial content like? It was just about good energy in the morning about, you know, getting people away from reading the newspaper and getting the negative information and getting a different system. It was also because I was a personal development junkie and I used to go to events and I would come home and there was no support. You know, so you'd spend a week with Tony Robbins and then by the next Monday, the suntan had wore off and you were back, you know, in kind of in the same spot. So I was like, well, nobody's doing this. And actually the concept that I got was from Amway because there's a guy named Dexter Yeager. And as I was studying all this intently, uh, I, I looked at Amway and I'm like, how could people even be successful in that, right? That's such a hard thing. But what this guy had did is he created these SOT and go-getter tapes and what he did a system where it was books, tapes, and functions. So he had people read a book and then they would listen to a tape every day and then they would go to a function. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do that for personal development. And so that's really where the morning coach concept came from. I'm going to create a, a conference call, which turned into an MP3, which is going to create a consistent system. So instead of going to Les and Tony and then to Zig and then hearing from Gary Bannerchuk and then going back to Les, one consistent system. Not that you don't want to listen to everybody. I want people to, but where's some consistency along the way. So we're approaching 4,000 shows now uh, that I've been doing that forever. I used to only do Monday through Friday, but now I do Saturday and Sunday too. I do 365 days of the year. And do you, so you're saying they're not, people aren't dialing in. They're down, they're down listening to the MP3 on a, on a membership site. Yeah. It's a podcast now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a podcast. And, and for years in 2009, I built my own technology to protect the feed and it hasn't been until this year. I actually, Harvard invited me to speak, which was just insane to think about this guy that, you know, could barely make it. Now they're wanting to get into to paid educational content uh, in China, it's a billion dollar industry. So they're trying to get people to move and educational institutes to move into paid. And they wanted me there to kind of talk about that. Um, when, when I did it, I had to build the technology. And until this year, there are finally some companies that are coming out with ways to protect the feed because that was the big issue, right? So there's Patreon and stuff like that. But I literally was, you know, people would sign up and I would give them a feed and they could put it in their iPod. Um, and, and back then, I would actually show people how to do iPods. Now people listen to it on their phones and stuff. So it's a lot easier. But yeah, I've built about eight websites and spent a couple million dollars on tech over the past, um, you know, 15 years working on this or 14 years, whatever it is, uh, trying to get this system in place. You know, back in that 04, 05 timeframe, free conference call, that's when a company called Instant Teleseminar came online. And um, I forget the guy who started, there was like three people who started it, but that was like the first, one of the first ways you could have audio and import audio and play things over this line where you could have hundreds of people on and stuff. And it was, um, it was pretty amazing. So I'm, I'm curious, what was the big growth for you? Because a lot of people today, oh, I want to have a membership site. I want to charge $20 a month, $10 a month, $50 a month. What was, what, what, what gave you, what was the turning point for you, JB, that, that got you over that hump where you're talk, you're putting out this content for free and all of a sudden, you know, you're getting people to stick with you. 
You know, I got to tell you, membership sites are really hard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be totally blunt. You know, we started about 1,200. I've gone down to 400. I've gone down to 300. I've been in Jeff Walker's big mastermind. I've learned internet marketing. I've applied internet marketing techniques and saw my business fail. I've applied other techniques and see, them win, you know, see me win. I've been through a lot. Um, the turning point for me when I realized I'm st- not doing this for the money anymore and I'm serving people and the, what I teach is that I work in 500s, meaning I go out and try to find 500 people that are going to spend $2,000 with me in products and services. And basically, if you do the math, you break that down, it comes down to $167 a month. But 500 people spending $2,000 a year in products and services is a million dollar top line business. So, if you can build that, you don't need a lot of people. In fact, a lot of people can build a great independent business with 100 people spending $2,000. The key is to try to figure out your avatar and who you want to go after and what resources can you build that are going to create a residual component that will keep people coming back. So, for me, that's the Morning Coach membership site at $30 a month, the ILD level at $97 a month. A business success solutions at two ninety seven a month. My roundtable at five hundred a month, and my inner circle at twenty thousand a year plus. So those create residual components that allow me to do the things that I want to do without having to do a lot of launches. I do no marketing. I called Tom, and I'm just doing some podcast interviewing because. Uh, I put a goal out starting this year. I wanted to get another 500 people. One, to just proof of concept. But two, I want to buy an airplane and buy a lake home in Indiana on the money I create over the next two to five years. So, I had a net gain of 19 in February, I mean in January, and a net gain of 16 in February. So, I'm on track um, numbers-wise without any marketing yet, not even in podcast interviews, probably about three years to hit that 500 people would add an additional million dollars of revenue to my business. What what was what was the light bulb moment to go do interviews on other people's shows? Well, Tom is a you know an interview valet. He's got a great company, and he's a friend of mine. I he you know went up to Harvard with him, and he's just a great guy. And I think you know podcast listeners in general are typically higher uh, you know people, especially people listen to your show, right? These are people that are going out to improve themselves. They're just a better market than me trying to do a bunch of Facebook ads. I mean, anybody's listening to this show and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm talking about your listeners. They're intelligent people that are looking for great resources that can change their life and better their life. And, you know, for me, I believe in what I do because I add value. I've done it without advertising and I've got a lot of success stories because it's a little different than what everybody else is doing. I don't believe in vanity, uh, vanity metrics like Facebook likes, even though I got 140,000 people on Facebook. I really believe in working in small numbers. And if you work backwards, those 200 people, if you just go get two people a month and that could be offline speaking or whatever, you can find your people. And if you have a long-term plan, this stuff works. But it's the short-term stuff that I think where people get stuck in the dream building, right? It's like, oh, I bought this course and so I expect everything to happen tomorrow. No, it doesn't happen tomorrow. It, it really takes some time and energy. And if you just focus on finding the, your right tribe and, and focus on smaller groups, I think you win and you have a better, stronger business than when you're trying to become the Instagram superstar. What did you learn? I think you mentioned early on that uh, you invested in a lot of courses and things like that. Seminar junkie, just like myself for several years. What, what was a big lesson from doing all that? 
some suck, some are good, right? I, yeah. I take a percentage of everything I sell and I throw it in an educational budget. So I always put 5% in educational budget and I spend a lot on courses. You know, I'm one that believes, and, and I'm glad you are the same way because you're coaching. I believe that if you're going to coach, you need to have a coach. If you're going to have a mastermind, you need to join a mastermind. So when I go on stage and sell my mastermind for $20,000, I can say I paid 48000 for Jeff's, you know, and I feel good about that, right? So I think there's a lot of people, specifically in the coaching space, that don't do what they teach. Like they'll say, listen to me, but yet they don't take any courses or they don't have a coach or you know what I'm, it always throws me off a little bit with that. It's kind of not metaphysically correct. So I always learn, I mean, you can always learn something. I mean, I've been to conferences and I see a person start teaching, you know, how to put Facebook together and build your profile. I'm like, oh, here we go. But then there's one thing that I can take away. So, I think it's, you know, being a product of education is, is really important. Uh, and you just, you know, investing in yourself. I think at the end of the day, when you invest yourself, even if you don't get anything back, it usually comes back in another form some way later in life. Not to get all woo-woo, but, you know, it will come back to you. Any investment in self. Yeah. You know, there's always that, that model in your head. If I can just learn one thing, if there's just one thing, you know, I'm from the uh, Dan Kennedy world. I learned an awful lot from Dan and I love Dan. I love oh him. my God. Most of his courses I've owned. And I was, I remember um, this is only about maybe four or five years ago. He's doing a launch. He used to, he'd do a, a private thing in June and then he'd launch a, you know, kind of record it and launch it and sell it in the fall. And I just watch him on video and, um, I forget who was interviewing at the time, the magician who used to kind of run the GKIC events. Anyway, he's interviewing Dan on video and I'm like, I, I'm not going to buy it because I probably have it anyway in a different cover. <laughs> and I'm watching Dan and somebody had phoned in with a, with a question. Hey, Dan, someone says, I bought most of your stuff and that perked my ears up and he said, uh, why should I buy this? He goes, well, it's a good thing. I mean, most of this stuff is, is in my other programs. Here's the thing. I put it in a new package. I've recollated. I just said a bunch of BS for the most part and he said it's easier there's tabs there's this that and the other thing and by the way there's some new stuff also to help you get there and I and I bought it I spent another two thousand dollars on a program that probably had about five percent new stuff and um but I didn't mind doing that first of all I, I learned so much about marketing for him but second of all again two thousand dollars you, you learn a couple things and it moves your business forward it's a good investment well, get you off your butt too. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you spent money, I better do something. And I think sometimes that guild is good. You know, I, I think we get complacent a lot of times and you spend a little money on a course, it forces you to kind of say, okay, I spent the money. Maybe I need to do something on my business today. So I, I love it. I think education's great. I think with caution, right? You find your right mentors and there's something to be said about supporting. You know, you got a lot from Dan. I got a lot from Jeff. There are certain people that I always buy, you know, because they've, you know, it's just given back a little bit. And I think, you know, for years, I was a guy that had was broke and had no money. And I, there was a point in my life, I needed to go to the used bookstores. And I used to trade books. And I tried to be the cheapest that I possibly could, right? But later in life, when I learned, when you buy, like Brian Kurtz is a friend of mine who knows Dan, right? When you buy his book, you're supporting him. Like you're, so, so I, you know, my prosperity was a big part of my growth. When I was broke, I was really cheap. And as I started to make more money, it came for me losing the cheap attitude and learning to support the the people that are putting energy out there. It really was a shift for me. When you started uh, the Morning Star to where it is now, um, obviously you started without a list. You just started putting content out there. How did the how did the initial audience come? Did you you must have promoted it somehow? Or I mean, because you kind of started yeah, from yeah, yeah. ground zero. 
Yeah. So, so what I did is I built the landing page and I got the URL, you know, morningcoach.com, which was great. And then I went on MySpace. So I used to go on MySpace. This is, you know, years ago, you know, I'm really dating myself and I would go on people's profiles like Tony Robbins or any of the motivational speakers and say, Hey, I do this conference call in the morning. So I wasn't promoting the podcast. I was literally promoting the conference call. And then when podcasting came out and I started doing the podcast, it started to rank. I used to, this is crazy. I'll tell you, this is crazy. In the self-help category in podcasting, I used to have every episode of the top 10 that was downloaded. Every one. So if you would go into those categories now, you won't even see mine anymore. But back in the day, one through 10, all those episodes were mine. So I really killed it from 2005 to 2009 in the podcasting world. I was a big fish in a very, very, very small pond, but it was a small pond of people that had iPods and Apple computers between 2005 and 2009. And you know, those people were people that were entrepreneurial, trying to do things. Uh, they weren't Microsoft people. These were Apple people. And you know, that time period, it was expensive to be an Apple person. So I was getting real high quality people from the podcast platform. Anybody looking for self-help, I dominated. I was number one in self-help for years. And like I said, all the top episodes were mine. And then I went Monday for free in 2009. And that's kind of when I started losing a little bit of my ranking because I wasn't putting out all my stuff for free anymore. I had converted most of my people to, uh, into my membership site. So the people that were listening for free then had to decide, look, you're, you're obviously kind of putting up the gate, so to speak. And so you lost some people, but some people stayed and you kept growing from there. I lost 90% of my people. Oh, wow. Yeah, I kept about 10%. So 90% of my people left. 60 people um, wrote really bad reviews. One person th- sent me a death threat. Good Lord. Yeah, it was crazy just because I was trying to make a living, right? But the thing I learned yeah. from that is love the ones you're with, right? So literally those 1,231 people changed my life. And there's probably, I would say 400 of those people still with me. That's After, fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a great story. And, and, you know, I probably don't deserve it, but I'm very blessed and very humble um, that, that they have stayed with me. I have one coaching client that was my first coaching high dollar back then. This was high dollar for me. It's still high dollar for some coaches, $2,000 a month. It's been with me 15 years. So 15 years for $2,000 a month, I've coached him. I have 10, well, I'd say it's eight people that have been with me over 10 years. That's a great thing. You know, you're very authentic and I know you, 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 you often talk about authenticity. I think a lot of people that get started in this arena, whether it's coaching or podcasting or get in front of the camera and doing videos and stuff, they have this, they want to put a little bit of an air on, right? Um, what do you, what do you say to those people? Man, just be yourself. I got to tell you, I sleep good at night. You know, I've been very fortunate. I, you know, when everything was bad for me, I used to read a book called Wisdom of the Ages by Wayne Dyer. Uh, Hay House picked me up and they actually put me on stage with Wayne before he passed away. And I was able to tell him this story. I mean, a lot of it's just come from me being me. And, um, you know, have I lost a lot of people? Yeah, I trained with Israelis. I lost one this weekend. I trained with this crazy Israeli. Uh, I love him to death. He's, he's helped my health. He's changed me. He's an ex-Galani Special Forces. And I've been doing training with him for 15 years. And I had a woman that just signed up in one of my higher level masterminds said, searched through all my Facebook stuff, found I was a friend of his and said, I can't believe you're a friend of his. I mean, he's an Israeli uh, special forces guy. I can't believe you're that violent. I'm rethinking my commitment to morning coach. And that's all it took. I just sent her an email and said, hey, I've deleted all your payments and stuff. I'm sorry. Have a great day. You're not a good fit. So you've got to be real. You know what I mean? And, And I'm a human being that makes mistakes and you know, some of the political beliefs I have, I don't mind sharing, but I'm, I don't have all the answers. And I think 
you know, being yourself is what people are looking for nowadays, especially if you're a teacher. And if you can't be humble to talk about your mistakes and the things you do wrong, I don't think you're going to build the long-term real relationships that really matter. What have you, what have you learned most about the failures? Because you, you mentioned, you know, as we all have, you've experienced quite a bit of failure early on. Just keep failing. You know, I, I always tell this, you know, the best VC venture capitalists in the world, you know, they, they, they know how to find a business and invest in it. And they're, they're winning at a 30% rate. That means the best in the world are failing 70% of the time. So you may have an idea and you think it's great. You may have two ideas, but it still may not fall in at 30%. So, I mean, I'm failing every day. I'm doing new interactive courses. I'm going to try these. I tried, you know, I'm trying all kinds of stuff. And, you know, people that have worked for me, I've had 10 people, up to 10 people working for me used to say, JB, you can't quit that program. You put it out there. I'd be like, no, it's a loser. <laughs> it's No, it's done. It, I failed, right? And, you know, you just look it in the face and you grow from it. And you learn from it. And I think failure is a great thing. I mean, I know that's weird to say, but my failures have gotten me to where I am today. If I wouldn't have failed, look, I wrote a book called Get Out of Neutral. If that would have been a bestseller, I would have never started morningcoach.com. I'd be writing books. I wouldn't be playing golf every day. If the, if the conference call would have been great and all of a sudden I became a huge speaker, I would be out speaking every day. I speak two times a year. I got a big thing in Cartagena, a big thing in Chicago. I pick and choose when I speak. If that would have been successful, I would be a speaker. You know, like my buddy, I got one of my best friends, Walter Waldman is Lieutenant Colonel, amazing speaker, but he's on the road 260 days of the year. I'm trying to help him get off the road, right? Yeah, so, what a life. Yeah, so failure. Yeah, you, imagine you, you know, you wouldn't even be able to get on out there and go, you oh. know, <laughs> riding around like you do. So it's a failure. You just got to look at it differently. You don't even know where it's leading you. It's, I think it was Steve Jobs says that, you know, it's when you look back later in life, you can start to connect the dots, but you're living it. You cannot connect the dots until later. What a great, what a great interview. I, I look at the clock. I got like four minutes left. I could keep going for another hour, but um, you know, I want to tell you, and then I'll give you a chance to uh, give your information JB, but I, I, Zig Ziglar was a huge role model for me also. I'm, I'm 61 right now. So, you know, that's back in the, you know, the seventies and eighties, but Zig was so friggin' authentic with talking about his home life and his faith. And it's just, he just, he just put it out there and I got a chance to meet him. He autographed a $20 bill about a year, about a year before he passed. So that, that was a oh. Oh, with Great the old honor. redhead, right? The old redhead. The old redhead, yeah. yeah <laughs> and he I had that freaking pump. Yeah, start pumping. Start right? pump. Prime the pump, man. Zig was a big influence in me. And so when I was 16, I read uh, some health teacher gave me See You at the Top that changed my life. And, and, and some health, random health teacher, you know, yeah. that started all of this. That's awesome. Hey, how can people uh, connect with you? How can, I think you mentioned you Mondays are free. I don't know if, if that was an early thing, but how can people yeah, find out more about Morning Coach? Yeah, Cap, I do. Uh, so I do, uh, I got a lot of free stuff. So I got this client acquisition blueprint. I do some coaching, not all the time, but I do have an assessment and some other stuff, but it's all, I'll put it at dream, morningcoach.com forward slash dream, morningcoach.com forward slash dream. Real simple morningcoach.com forward slash stream. That's awesome. JB, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our uh, conversation today. Great connecting with you. It was awesome. Thank you for having me. Hey folks, that wraps up this very special interview with JB from The Morning Coach, morningcoach.com forward slash dream. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. If this is the only place we're connected, which going on seven years is highly unlikely, but you can go to connect with me at getjimpalmer.com or dreambiz, dreambizcoaching.com. And um, that's it. Until this time, another fantastic interview next week. I'm Captain Jim. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. 
sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.